You're listening to episode 32 of the Urban Yogi Podcast featuring Dr. Nima. I'm your host, Will Blunderfield. I'm a psych major, a kundalini yoga teacher, spin instructor, recording artist, and a mindfulness-based stress reduction teacher in training. Join me in this free-flowing conversation, exploring what it means to live with balance in the 21st century. Best described as an edutainer and known by his fans as the rapping stress doctor, Nima captivates and educates audiences of all ages with his unique ability to share his message of love, wisdom, and life mastery through words, music, and humor. With his audacious goal to bring stress and resilience education to groups worldwide, especially high school students, Nima is leading a social movement inspiring individuals to fall in love with their most authentic selves and live a life on purpose and in service to others. After 15 years in practice, Nima became increasingly frustrated when he realized that stress was one of the most common underlying causes for his patient visits. He discovered that chiropractic care alone could not address why people get sick, stressed, and stuck and became determined to find a solution. Fascinated by the various healing methodologies he had studied for more than 20 years, he decided to combine all of the wisdom of his teachers to formulate his own simple-to-follow tool, the Overview Method. Nima's unapologetic, unconventional, and innovative views on human behavior have attracted international attention and earned him invitations to share his method with a wide array of audiences, such as the Government of Canada, Ministry of Social Services, the Dynamic Growth Congress, Australia, Cairo Europe, Spain, Nelson Mandela High School, New York, BC Teachers Federation, Canada, and CTV's Breakfast Television. When not on stage, Nima can be found immersed in one-on-one sessions with clients ranging from high school students to entrepreneurs to celebrities or teaching the overview method in workshops all over the world. When not in hotels, he lives in Vancouver, BC. I hope you enjoy my personal conversation with Dr. Nima Ramani. I want you to take this on as though you're like a client really asking questions. Okay. Okay. And be very vulnerable. Be very real. Be very vulnerable. Um, And yeah. Okay. Sounds good. I think I need my sheepskin. Hmm? My security blanket, the other one. (laughs) (laughs) I need my sheep. Be like a real client. Okay. Okay. So. I were to come to you and do your overview method with you about my father, what would you say? Okay. Well, I would just basically, it's just talking about being conscious. Mm-hmm. It's just literally just talking about how, how long are we going to be speak, talking for? Like 45 minutes. Oh, okay, cool. Is that good? Okay, hold on. All right, here we are. Hello. Okay, you're just going to ask? You're going to talk? Yeah. Or are we doing it? Okay, hold on. Are you going to put it down somewhere? Are you just going to hold it? Okay. Yo, what's up? I'm here with Yogi Will. Satnam. Satnam. Yo, uh, Will is a 
yoga teacher, and he is absolutely brilliant. I met him maybe what six years ago. Almost, I go to this almost ten years ago. I go to this yoga class, and this overly flamboyant yoga instructor uh, is having me like in stitches laughing, <laughs> and um, then I just and also at the end of his uh, his class. He sang, and I was in the point of tears. Aw, thank you. I was you. in the point of tears. So I just Thanks walked up to that. him. I walk up to him, and I say, dude, uh, who are you? You were brilliant. That was amazing. And then started a friendship. So we'd see each other around the city now and again. Mm-hmm. And lo and behold, we become friends. Uh, I've helped him out a little bit. He's helped me out quite a bit. Um, and... We now find ourselves in the same men's group, and today we're going to be talking about becoming unfuckwithable, strengthening your nervous system, yes, who, so that you can be who you really are in a broader array of social situations. Yeah, basically, right? Totally. Okay, great. Now he's interviewing me for his podcast, and I've got him, the Urban Yogi, on face on um, Instagram, iTunes, and YouTube. The Urban Yogi. Check it out. The mm-hmm. Urban Yogi. This interview will be on The Urban Yogi. We're mm-hmm. just literally um, recording right now. And I just wanted to let you know, we're going to be talking a little bit about that. I'm going to have you join into the conversation for a little bit uh, until my arm gets tired. But we're talking about how to be unfuckwithable. Now, mm-hmm. in, in, in Will's history, one of his most challenging relationships have been... With Daddy. With Daddy. I just did a little post in Instagram about daddy issues. So, hmm. oh my God, how... Oh, there we go. Synchronistic. Synchronicity. So we're talking about Will um, growing up and his father... Check this out. His father is a psychiatrist living in West Vancouver. By the way, I want to show you the view here. This is beautiful Vancouver. This is the view from Will's um, apartment. That's the beautiful Vancouver Harbor. It's just gorgeous. So... What you saw in the background was West Vancouver. West Mm. Vancouver, well-to-do, upper-scale neighborhood, Mm. upper-scale community. Father is a psychiatrist, Mm. straight and narrow, old boys club. In many ways, in many ways. And then all of a sudden, at the age of 17, you discover... What happened at 17? Or as a teenager, you made a discovery that you're... Into men. Oh, oh yeah. I guess that was, yeah, probably when I was like 16, I came out as, as gay. Although it always, the word gay is like very flat to me. Yeah. Like I like the word queer because that's what they used to, these guys used to drive by in Hummers and they would shout queer really loud. And it's like um, a trauma. And for it was you. like a trauma. So now I like to call myself queer. As a, as a transcendence of that. Yeah. Because that's what they always called me. And I kind of like the queer sounds more open and like, diverse gay is very flat kind of limiting so i like queer okay yeah that's interesting i never so basically what we're doing is now growing up with your father and and your relationship has always been strained and your healing your growth is always comes back to going back to that relationship and having a a change of story oftentimes it it does seem to go back to that relationship so today what are we going to be talking about well, I'm going on a beautiful family trip to England to see my new niece at Christmas with my family. And yep. I want to be very like neutral-minded and in a meditative state as much as I can be, in a loving, compassionate state, regardless of whether or not I feel triggered by my father. So I want to sort of 
get your you know hot tips on how to do that effectively. Okay. So what he's asking is how to be unfuckwithable during the holidays when our family members are going to often trigger us. Hmm. Okay. And I don't think I'm alone in that. No, no, that's, no, no, none of you listening, nobody here (laughs) listening would ever relate to that at all. (laughs) This is lovely tea. Thank you. Mm. So basically the first step is really to to understand, number one, that um, we have like a, whatever problem you're going through right now is not right now. It's not Mm. coming from right now. It's Mm. a past one that you spill into the present. Mm. That's why it's so difficult to be with family. Mm. Yeah, because it kind of triggers your old state. It's like, I thought I'd done all this growth, but it's like, when I'm in that state, I kind of revert sometimes to that child again. Bingo. So going back to your, uh, going back to your roots, I'm just going to, so anyway, I'm just giving you, we're going to continue with the interview. My arm's getting tired, Mm. but Download the podcast, uh, The Urban Yogi. Just type in Urban Yogi on iTunes. That's right. And listen for it. And uh, it's going to be a good one. So we're gonna, I'm going to be answering that question. So hopefully that's going to be of, of value to you. Hey, what's up, Sarah? Sarah. Uh, and we'll see you at the next perfect time. Bye, guys. Awesome. Okay. Sweet. So how to be unfuckwithable. Mm-hmm. How to be... Trigger-proof. Trigger-proof. Like you also said the word trigger-proof, which I really like. Yeah. So, let me just see. Where's my... Whatever. Being trigger... Where is it? So, this is it. The first step is the conscious awareness. Mm-hmm. First to do, to do the work. What, first and foremost... What specifically do you see happening as a pattern is the question you want to ask yourself, okay? What do you see happening as a pattern consistently? You're, you're like, I'm going to go home for the holidays and my dad's going to say something, something racist, sexist, you know, conservative, homophobic. homophobic. something about the medical industry. Usually those things. Racism, sexism, homophobia. Not even, not sexism so much. Racism, right. homophobia, medical industry. Those are kind of the triggers. So I mm-hmm. try not to talk about those things. Although right. sometimes I just feel you like... You can't help it. Like, for example, my brother had a filling, and he was talking about how... We had a great family dinner last night, but then my brother said, oh, you know, I had a filling, and I drilled it so deep, and blah, blah, blah. And I said, you know, oh, like, I'm doing an eight-step dental care hygiene process I learned from Nadine Artemis. It's a holistic approach. You know, I, I think it's... And then I... I sh- it's not that I shouldn't have said it, but I was like, you know... And I've learned from Nadine that, you know, fluoride isn't the best for us, that it can calcify the pli- yeah. pituitary gland... And like you right away, my conspiracy theory stuff. And then like right away, my dad was just like his energy changed, and it was more like disapproval, oh. like what the you know how. Yeah. And he was looking down, and, mm-hmm. and I said, "Oh geez, I don't want to you know foist my views on you guys. I just feel as you're my family. I just wanted to share what's really helped me. You know, it's this eight thing, and there's a sulcus brush, and this is how you do, and this is a great toothpaste." And my mom was like, "No, no, that's good. Like I think I'm really happy you're sharing this with us." And Edward, my brother, said the same thing. He's like, he, right away he went onto eBay and bought a sulcus brush. It's like a mini toothbrush for your gums. Right. And then but my dad, dad plays that like, other role. Yeah, the whole, like, right. right after that, he was just not. What a great, what a great example you yeah. gave. Because it's so common in everyone. So how many times is it? So I can think my dad, we have very polarizing views in many ways. He's, mm-hmm. the, he's the engineer. Uh-huh. 
and employee mentality. I'm the creative entrepreneur mentality mm. where anything is possible. And he's like, no, system, planning, da-da-da-da-da. Now, mm-hmm. thank God that he's in my life mm-hmm. because I, and I know this is the same and that's true for you. I often, when I'm going through life, I hear his words and his voice mm. in the back of my mind. This is what my dad would say. Mm. What would my dad say? Mm. And it's helpful. The first thing that you're going to do, basically, to help you become trigger-proof is to love the opinion. Mm. Because if you try to approach it in, I, I don't want it to piss me off, you can't hack that. You can't fake that. Mm-hmm. It will piss you off until you learn to love the trigger. How do you do that? Well, here's how I would do it. So my dad sees black, I see white. You know, it's like exactly the same as you, although probably yours is a lot more extreme. Because he's more like, extreme, yeah. so you've, cre- you've been created to be more extreme. And the, th- the first thing I want to tell every listener who's listening right now is to understand that you have a set of values And the role of your family dynamics is not to be the same as your values. It's to be opposing you. (laughs) Often. Often, invariably. Often. Quite often. The more polarized your view is in life, Mm -hmm. the more opposing you attract. Hmm. Because you're not outside of universal laws. Universal Hmm. laws include a yin and yang, include a positive and a negative. And you're a yogi, so you get this at the core. Right, mm. But when you lose sight of yourself and aren't able to see yourself from an observer's perspective, you're so in your own story, you think you're right. Well, it's, it's like the saying, when there's no enemy on the inside, the enemy's on the outside, can't hurt you. And you were saying the other day about, like, because I felt so, like, wrong for having differing views when I was younger and my it felt like I was the black sheep my family for example it to me it seemed like they thought being gay was wrong right and I was the gay guy you know and we'd be watching like a, a show where there'd be homophobia because up until 10 years ago there was homophobia on yeah. Canadian TV oh, it's just there constant. still is yeah, yeah yeah right so I'd, I'd point it out and they'd kind of like roll their eyes and so it's this whole sort of thing of me feeling like me believing in equality me having holistic health views is wrong in their eyes. And not being really seen. Yeah. Yeah. So here's the thing. Just get the way that you want, the way that you can be seen is to first see yourself. Mm -hmm. Okay? And I don't mean it in a spiritual way. I mean see yourself being needy of their approval. Mm -hmm. And call it out for yourself first. Like, Silently in my mind. Like, Silently oh, in your I'm, mind. I'm needing their approval again. There I go again. And not berating myself. It would be like, oh, aren't I, I so lovable for needing their approval again? Right. Oh, so cute. You go and you say, that's the little child in me that feels unworthy. I'm, that's so cute. I love mm-hmm. that little guy. Mm-hmm. And you be the one that give him that. Right. Okay? Yeah, because I saw my dad last night. He came in from work and I went to give him a hug and he didn't really hug me back. And I felt like, I wonder if he saw the post that I made on Facebook, you know, about how my dad was homophobic and I've, you know, had to deal with that kind of thing. Right. So that was going through my mind. Who knows? But the, uh, the evolved, as you evolve more, you'll be able to go, hey, dad, I'm feeling you're, you're a little disconnected. Are you, uh, I can't help but think 
that that you're reacting to a post that I did where I brought this up earlier. Does that have anything to do with this? Mm. You know what I mean? To be so evolved that you can have mm. the thought and the feeling and to be able to share it in a vulnerable, intimate way. Right. Without right. making him wrong. Dad, I wonder. Mm. I'm feeling and I wonder. I'm feeling a disconnection. I'm feeling and I wonder. Yeah, I'm feeling this disconnection and I wonder if it has anything to do with boom. Mm. That's it. Mm. That's, that's, it doesn't mean that these triggers won't come up. Right. Being trigger-proof, which I'm writing a book on this, mm. being trigger-proof is impossible. Mm. However, being trigger-conscious, <laughs> trigger-savvy is possible. That's, yeah, I like that. Like being knowing what the most skillful trigger means, conscious would say, what's right. the best skillful means to do when you're triggered? Right. And the thing is, and the answer is to, to, to call it out. Compassionately call out. To shine the light on it. Mm. Compassionately first to yourself. Mm -hmm. Because these triggers, what I've observed is that it's consistently in my life was me beating myself up for being triggered in the first place. Oh, yeah, I do that too. Right. It's like, I'm supposed to be this spiritual guide, guru, mm -hmm. yogi will that leads I all these people. Yeah. I shouldn't get triggered. With this, what's bullshit? It's in your mm -hmm. nervous system. Right. And once I, first and foremost, now, if you have a dysregulated nervous system, you will be more likely to be triggered. And I was reading Dr. Northrup. A book about this and she was saying like when you're if you've been through trauma as a child that stays with you as an adult and like it makes you more you think oh that you know that person's against me when maybe they're really not like you're yeah. you're sort of hyper vigilant hypersensitive you're hypersensitive you to seeing read that. situations oh totally it colors all of your perceptions right and so the way to do that i mean by doing the nervous system work you get up you know you and i we share this in our men's group you get up early mm -hmm. when you do this you get up early you spend a couple hours in deep meditative practice where you're literally be paying attention to your thoughts and and that is really helping cho and the cold shower is really helping cold shower i do it like amazing it, the reason why that's good is because you're overriding your nervous system you know it's mm -hmm. like trigger proof okay it's like i am uh, putting myself in a position where i'm about to be triggered Boom, I'm in it and it freaking sucks. I hate this. I'm uncomfortable. This sucks. And I'm able to notice that. And I'm, I'm, I'm not at the effect of it. Mm. I'm actually overriding this. I am not mm. my thoughts. I am in control of my mind rather than my mind controlling me. Right. So these are all practices that get us connected with the most important thing in the in the world which is who's in control of your mind hmm. are you in control or are your thoughts in control of you right most of us if you're like most people your thoughts are in control of you you mm -hmm. don't trust or even other people's thoughts are in control of you exactly your mind is in control of you which is often at a, at, at the effect of other people externals mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. That's the big mystery of life is to how do I get this is what I won't finally answered. And now I, I share this with every client that I work with. How do I get that point where I am not at the effect of what's happening? I'm at cause. Right. It takes a, a, an individual willing to learn how to harness that responsibility. Hmm. It's not for everybody. Mm -hmm. That's why so few people really have that mastered 
but right. but the people who have it the least are the ones they put in cages, prisoners. They have no ability to govern their mind. Their mind, they're they're at the they're at the effect of their past. There's no control over what's happening between the ears, mm. and that's because of trauma and whatnot. So, in my quest to master the nervous system, as a chiropractor, I've learned how to reduce it. That's a that's everyone's responsibility. Mm. There are practices, habits, rituals, chiropractic care even, mm. helps you regulate the nervous system. When you are in, in a regulated tone, you're not going to be as reactive to your father. Right. Totally. It's all about your relationship with you. Number two, if you are connected with that little boy inside, mm -hmm. that needs daddy's approval. If you can show up in every, the whole time, connected with him, like you're holding him the whole time, mm. figuratively. Mm. Like right now, as I'm talking to you, I'm holding on to little Nima. Huh. And he's with me. And, I, and, 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 and he knows that I'm not going to abandon him. Mm. So he, the more that he knows that, the less likely he's going to need approval from you, many women, uh, to say that I'm hot, sexy stuff, um, mm. a lot of money, uh, do I need the cars and the externals and the shiny new things? Mm. Because those shiny new things and external approval and validation that we seek, mm. especially it, it comes from that little boy that needs it from mom and dad. That's why your most primitive relationship, you, you're fighting for it so much. That's why you're so triggered mm. by it mm -hmm. because you perceive it's not there. That, the love. The, the love and the approval. Right. You can't see how your father's reaction mm. when he reacts to you talking your woo, mm. that's love. Mm. Because in his values and scientific upbringing, mm. anything talking about rejecting, you know, uh, Like, for example, medicine. I, I went to the dentist. The dentist said, oh, you've got gum. Uh, you're going to have to get spend $10,000 on gum grafts because your gums are receding. And I said, Is, can't they just grow back on their own? They're like, no. And I went, okay. And then I, I did some research and I met Nadine Artemis and I'm doing this protocol and they've grown back completely. Yeah. And so I, I'm a little bit sort of angry that they're, all these dentists are telling their patients that it's not possible when I made it happen for myself. Right. So I told my dad that and then he, he got <coughs> triggered. Right. So you're talking to a chiropractor. Mm -hmm. I've lived in my perception my whole career trying hard to get medical approval. Mm. I based my self-worth on it. Like to get the approval of, of so-called... So let me give you an example. You come and see me as a patient. I start adjusting you. Mm -hmm. You're like, after three sessions, you're like, I feel better than I have in like five years. Then what do you do? You go back and talk to your... You go back and you talk to your medical doctor, your GP, and you say, oh my God, I just wanted to come back and tell you, like, I've been seeing Dr. Nima for the past, like, week and a half, and I mm. feel totally different. Mm. And they'll be like, you're going to a chiropractor? No, I don't approve. Oh, right, right, right. So they've, quote unquote, cock-blocked us for so many years. Right. <laughs> okay? And it's funny, my dad, um, Growing up, he's always like, never see a chiropractor. Right. He's like, they, rook, they wrecked my back when I was exactly. in my late teens. And 
so you, he went to an he got an adjustment when he was tense, and then all of a sudden he couldn't move the next day, yeah. which is sometimes and he normal. always complains about his neck, and right. he said it was from that chiropractor. Right, so and that's he has his that perception. Right. So yet, yeah, what I've learned recently is that chiropractic isn't just what we think of as chiropractic. No. It's a very broad uh, it's, it's, spectrum it's of part potential of, treatment. Part of healing nervous system. Right, and it's not necessarily treatment pain based. It's about kind of like yoga. Do you do that? To to cure diabetes or back pain? No, you do that for global well-being. Mm. Chiropractic works the same way. Right. So what I was saying about it is to love the trigger. Your dad's reactions, mm. based on his perspective, mm -hmm. that you have swayed from what he believes to be true is very challenging for him mm. because you're his son. And the fact that you don't agree with his way of, you know, his whole... What's the word? Worldview is the utmost rejection to him. Hmm. You haven't seen that. What do you mean I haven't seen it? You, you can't see that. Well, I can, and I think that's why I'm so triggered, because I don't want him to be upset at me. But in order for me to be me, I cannot believe in many of the things that he believes in. Totally, but here's the thing. Can you love and accept him for believing those things? And can you love and accept you for believing what you believe? I want to do that. I want to be able to do that. Okay, so you can do that for you, right? Mm -hmm. What you believe to be true mm -hmm. is a completely 100% your, like you can stand by it? Mm -hmm. Okay, great. Can you stand by the fact that if he, did, if he believed all of that stuff, he, his whole kind of framework for life would kind of fall apart? I suppose so, yeah. I right. guess, yeah. He's from a small town in Alberta. Right. A different upbringing, completely different time. You know, gay bashing was the norm. Totally. You know? That, exactly. To accept gay people was an abomination. Right. Because then people were like, well, you're gay. Exactly. You're, you accept gay people, then you're gay. Let's make fun of you. Totally. Not everyone is as open to taking off the mask as you are. Hmm. Most yeah, it's weird. Are... Like, I tried to put on a mask, and it was so that's why uncomfortable. You, I just couldn't. I just can't That's do why it. you want to be so real. That's why you're so real now with it, right? Mm -hmm. Which is, But the thing is, is that that mask was a survival tool for him. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right? Now is a different time. You can take off your mask, but look at you. You live in downtown Vancouver. Mm -hmm. You're freaking, even though you had it rough... You have it really good, yeah. In this part of the world, totally. Oh yeah, we're so lucky. Right, to you're like a anything. you're a leader. Like people just like follow you, and they you, they're so inspired by you, and and they should be. I'm but what I'm saying is, it's because of your father that you are the way you are. Right. And the more you love him for that, mm -hmm. for his views, mm -hmm. can you love him for his views, or is your love conditional upon him? thinking the same way you do, Mr. Yogi Will. It's, it's challenging. It's challenging. And I want to do it. And I, I guess it's just like, uh, like today, uh, this memory of him, like I won West End Idol, which was a gay singing competition. And I used the money to become a yoga teacher 10 years ago. And it was like pulling teeth to get him to come. And the whole time he was rolling his eyes at the drag queens and the, the, le the big lesbian who was emceeing the event, he just was talking shit about her the whole week after right you know so, well, she's a big lesbian. here's what you're doing right now and i'm the reason why i'm calling it out mm -hmm. is because you know 
we're, we don't have a lot of time. Right. But and I guess what I'm saying is like, so, so this memory comes up and I'm trying not to judge. Okay, like, I'll oh. tell you right now. How to, do you want to neutralize yeah, that memory? I want to neutralize that Okay, memory. here's what we're going to do. I want you to go into that moment and bring up the scene where he was rolling his eyes at you. So for those of you listening, I'm taking him through my process called the overview method. And this is how we neutralize emotional charge, and it uses the principles of duality. And so I, I, uh, I teach this to people in my workshops, but mm -hmm. I'm going to do it for you right now. So go into that moment, bring up that scene. Or this would be a, maybe a more clear one. It's like when gay marriage was almost to become legal, legal mm -hmm. my dad like was in the office with my brothers and I in, in his office, and he's like, that's gross. Like, if we allow two men to marry, the next thing will be allowing men to marry a goat. Okay. And I just remember being triggered by that. So Go into that like moment and bring up that feeling when he said that. Bring up that feeling. What's the negative emotion in that scene? It's like it felt like ostracization, like I Rejection. was rejected. Good. Bring like up that feeling. My brothers were agreeing with yep. him, and it felt like I was... Okay, go into that moment and bring up that feeling of rejection when he said that and feel that in your body. Feel that rejection. Where do you feel it, Will? It feels like a pressure in my head. Sit with it for a moment and just feel it. That's the feeling that you try to, that's the feeling that you feel when you're around him, which mm -hmm. is why you're easily so triggered. True. And I don't like this feeling. I know. So this is what we do. We go in there and bring up that feeling. Feel it in your body. Rejection. What's the opposite of rejection to you? Acceptance. Go into that feeling of rejection. Feel that. Sit with that one for a moment. The feeling of? A rejection. Reje yeah. It's like a pressure in my, it's almost like my, my lazy eye is getting even more turned in. Like I get it. Like, ah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your body will show up. That's where yeah. your body will show up, these symptoms. Feel that rejection. That's big. Feel that. Now, simultaneously, where did you in that exact moment feel acceptance? Maybe from my non-spiritual guides behind me. Did you feel their presence there at that moment? Go, that, go back there in that Maybe moment. Maybe I did. Feel that? Get into that and feel that. This is very common. There'll be either uh, a guide, spirit, whatever. Feel that acceptance in that moment. Let that in. Breathe it into your body. And had, had they, where else did you feel acceptance? Did they just say that marriage, gay marriage is legal? Did the, the non-physical yeah. entities? No. There was a TV report or something. No, it was like me announcing to the family, oh, like, isn't it cool? Like, gay marriage is going to be legal soon. Okay, good. Where were you feeling acceptance in that moment? Well, yeah, before my dad said the thing about the donkey, um, I was excited that the government, I felt acceptance from the government. Say that again. I'm, I was feeling acceptance from the government. Say that again and really feel it. The laws were changing, weren't they? And you were mm -hmm. getting the ultimate mm -hmm. acceptance mm -hmm. in that moment. And it was on my birth, it was on my 18th birthday. Feel that. Feel that acceptance. From the guides, from the government. Like the world was basically finally opening their hearts and, and mm -hmm. just let that in and feel that. Feel the acceptance. Can you see that both were there? The world was accepting, the country was accepting, but the yeah. family wasn't. Right. So can you see the duality in that moment? Right, I see. So on a macro, like taking a bird's eye view. Overview. There were energies 
there were energies on the planet in the universe that were it accepting, and there were energies that balance. were not accepting. It was a perfectly balanced, ordered moment. Hmm. Hmm. The challenge happens when we have an expectation of only one side and not both. You can't grow with both, with one side. What was the right. benefit of your family disrespecting the decision? Um... I guess the, the Abraham Hicks teaching that, great, it's awesome. That's the best thing, best reaction that my father could have ever given me because it shows, it, it helped me learn early on that the only love and approval I can ever sustainably get is that from myself. Great, that's a benefit, which is, <coughs> which is partial spiritual by, bypass when you say, yeah. oh, okay, because that is, I could feel it, I'm sensing it. Oh, it's, we'll bypass the work and just go, oh, it's perfect. That, so the, yeah. one answer is it forced me to go within to find approval. Yeah. Okay. Which I'm still, I guess it's bypassing because I'm still working on that. Right. I'm still kind of like. It's a work in progress. Yeah. You'll always be working on that. That is yeah. the work. Okay. That's the inner work. Uh -huh. So, but what's the benefit of having your family against you to your vision and mission, purpose, urban yogi, all of this leadership? Um, see, that's where I always get confused. Like. I guess because you've told me in the past, like, it's well, because nature, there's duality. Like, you can't just have it easy. I'm like, well, why? Yeah, I know. You know? But what's the benefit to their resistance to um, your mission and message? Well, it's either it, it makes the benefit. The benefit. What's the benefit to my family res resisting it? Resisting. Resisting. What's the benefit the to my dad being homophobic? Yeah. What is the benefit? Let's look. I don't know. I feel forces like you to self love. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Forces that, rather than be addicted to his approval. Right. You're doing things outside of that. What yeah. have you done? What has his disapproval given you permission to do that you wouldn't have had had he was approving of you? That's a big question. Can you say that again? <laughs> what is his disapproval giving you permission to do that you wouldn't have had? had he been approving? Does it light a fire under your butt? I suppose so. I mean, it, it, it's made me firsthand experience the pain of being rejected, queer in this world. And how and has that been a benefit to your teaching? Because then I can, because I have firsthand experience, I can empathize with others, with the many others who are experiencing it or who have mm. experienced it right. and are, are still trying to navigate it. So I guess that could be a benefit. That's I just wish I was better at it. Ah, hold on one right? second. What's the benefit? <laughs> you're, you're getting there. You're getting it. What's the benefit of having a father disapprove of you as a... Like, let's look at that. Having a father in your perception... Make sure the recording's done disapprove of you mm -hmm. as a person as fundamental for who you stand for what is the benefit of having someone so close to you do that um the benefit of having somebody um that close to you disapprove of you 
Well, I mean, the thing that comes to mind is lighting the fire under my ass. And I, and I guess that I, then I get angry because it's like, gosh, that's, that fire can be really hot sometimes. Can't you just... Can't just and what does that fire force you to do that you well, wouldn't do? It forces me to eat healthy. It forces me to get to bed on time. It forces me to... Lead. To take care of myself so that and I can And to lead. lead. Right. To lead and be a beacon of light, which is your purpose. Hmm. That's the first thing that I noticed about you in your class. I'm like, where does this guy get such depth of wisdom? And where do you think? Now I know. Think about that. If dad didn't fundamentally disagree with, like, what is your main message? Um, compassion, love, um, be, who you, be who you are, even if it seems like the whole world doesn't like it. And who has been impacted by that message? Um, I guess a lot of my students and people who listen to my music. And Can you see it's been the foundation of your art and movement and spiritual practice? Yeah. To find love for you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It has been. It has well because there was no choice. It, it was so bad. It was so extreme. The, the, the homophobia that I felt was so extreme, and still I can still feel it in certain moments. That it is either sink or swim. It's like I could let this completely destroy me, or I could lead do, others. And I could lead others and have good daily habits that keep me my highest. And right, you know, there's no middle because it's so intense. It's like uh, okay. It Let's force, do it. It forces it. you into your body. It forces mm -hmm. you into your higher self. Mm. And when you mm. fall, off, fall off, it forces you back on. Right. So that you can do what? So that I can lead. What's, what's the number one like, mission of, of Will's? Like, what's it all about is to be what? Uh, to be um, true to myself. To love myself even if it makes others uncomfortable, essentially. Is that what you teach? Is that what you're basically mm. leading by example? Yeah. Whether it's naked yoga, whether it's... Mm -hmm. Love yourself, be true to yourself, to thine own self, be true. Mm. What mm. possibilities open up because of this staunch connection with that message um, opportunities to connect with other beings who've been through similar situations and to cultivate community with them like Dr. Northrup's going to be on the podcast next week and I was I was reading to her her book and dodging energy vampires and she talks about like her upbringing where she was the black sheep as well in a different sense like she did not like sports and all of her siblings were into sports, her parents were into sports, and they tried to make her do sports. She's like, I don't want to be on a mountain skiing all the time. And they didn't, they never rewarded her for her smarts and for her wanting to be a doctor. So it was a similar thing. It's always like that. Yeah. The family, those closest to, why should they disagree? Why should they have such a conservative view? Are you asking? Yeah. Like, why should my family yeah. have such a conservative yeah. view? Like, why spiritually? Yeah. Where'd they grow up? What was their background, their upbringing? 
they're both from small towns, Bathurst, New Brunswick, and Calgary, Alberta, places that are very waspy and very closed. Right. Judeo-Christian homophobia. It's the if you were unconstrained in who you were, what would be the drawback? Um, would you have such passion in your message? Would you be as authentic? Would you be as relatable? Well, yeah, I mean, I guess the fact of the matter is, at this time in human history, there, there has been a suppression of the divine feminine or there's been a suppression of those who are other. And, and so I have to accept that. I can't, you know, and, and that's caused scars and that's caused trauma in my nervous system that I still struggle with today. So I, I'm learning to accept that fact so that I can work with what I have and stop feeling bad about that fact mm -hmm. and move forward and lead. Your leadership will expand exponentially when you take that story of kind of the victimhood from all of the trauma and I can't, I can't say I've experienced it. I mean, I, ha I have in my own way, too. There was racism and racism, stuff. Yeah. yeah, racism and stuff. And to actually love the absolute shit out of it. Love the, love the trauma that Lo I love the, Love the... See the innocence of the people who were you perceived to be your perpetrators. That's how you become trigger-proof. Hmm. The people who were saying those things to me that I put up on this great pedestal were just wounded children who were reacting to what they were seeing and their fears. So I can sit here and constantly tell that story mm. and then be at the effect of their ego. Right. Or I can see their innocence and go, oh my God, these guys, where they, where they were at about themselves at the time. Imagine what kind, where they, their nervous systems were at if they were looking at another human being and they were like feeling hate or judgment about that. Right. When you see that, all of a sudden it takes the fear and the scariness out of it. You're, you're taking it all personally. You're making it all it. about you. Yeah, and I don't want to. No wonder you're so fucking triggered. Right. Of course you should be triggered. Mm -hmm. If that's what you're bringing into the story, into the equation. Yeah, I don't want to do that. But for You're making a man who was raised where he was raised and brought up where he was brought up and served the community the way he was taught and learned. You're making him like be like public enemy number one. And, and yeah, I don't want to do that. According to him, he's got a son that's just never going to fully accept him. Right. I don't want that. <laughs> right. So how do I change that? Just be aware of what the fuck you're just doing there. Mm -hmm. You show up and you call him. You call him out. Call yourself out, excuse me, not him out. Mm -hmm. You don't call him out. You call yourself out. I've been making you wrong all these years and making you the villain. There's nothing that you could do right unless you think exactly like I do. Right. That's called vulnerability. That's called authenticity. That's called mm -hmm. most people aren't willing to do that. Mm-hmm because they just want to hold on to their little story because they're gaining power from the story. 
but it's really not. I just get it gives me a headache. It doesn't. It's not like. No, no, no. You're not doing it consciously. Right. But when you look at the story and you embrace it and go, my God, he's given me a platform in order in where in which to speak, in which to lead, in which to have purpose. I don't need to change him. If my brother's got a tooth thing going on and I know my dad is going to have a problem, either I share it knowing he's going to be confronted by it and be okay with yourself and him doing that, mm. or out of respect, take your brother aside and go, hey, listen, dude, there's something that you can try. This is what you do. Mm. And let your dad have his reactions and not make him wrong. He can't control his triggers either. If you can't he handle daddy's rejection of you, you're not ready for the public. Yeah, no, I definitely can't. There you go. Yeah. So this is, the, this is the, basically the call to action for everybody who's listening because mm -hmm. I think we're mm -hmm. winding it down. Mm -hmm. If you can't handle, this is what I had to look in the mirror and it was just this like mind-blowing realization. If I can't handle my father's perceived rejection, I'm just not ready for life. <laughs> I'm not ready to run a business. I'm not ready to have success. Or you're... Well, I don't know if that's true. It is true. Because your success will be determined based on your ability to regulate yourself despite the opinions of other people. Can you say that again? That was good. Your ability to have success in this world is all in an entrepreneurship is all about your ability to regulate yourself in a world that doesn't see things the way you do while you're trying to carve out your thing everyone else is carving out And that's out an their... entrepreneurial commonality that we all share? Yeah. You can't run a business and run a team and serve clients and expand if you're so perturbed by what other people say to you. So knowing that, you start from the family can I love myself if dad doesn't agree or mom doesn't agree with where I choose to live, who I choose to sleep with, who I choose to, you know. I was terrified until I was like, oh my God, I'm lying to them all the time because I don't want to hear their disapproval until finally I'm like, what if I was okay with their disapproval? What if their disapproval didn't mean they didn't love me? It meant they loved me. They just didn't know how to understand my kind of way of doing they don't get it mm -hmm. my twin brother doesn't get it i left chiropractic to, to to teach to do what i'm doing right now is he identical no but he's like dude like why don't you just go back to chiropractic when i was hitting the low mm -hmm. it's like why don't you just go back to your job your chiropractor like do that and i'm like i love chiropractic but i want to be dealing with deep emotional issues to take people through what i'm doing through now right now change your mindset about your father so that you could single-handedly be at cause for the whole transformation of your whole family over the Christmas holidays. That's the mm. challenge that I have. Mm. I'm going to go see my parents tonight, for example. I know my mom's anxieties. I know what her fears are. I know what she's going to constantly ask of me. And the old ver triggered version of me saw it as disapproval. Now I see it as she's loving me based on her love language. Mm. Are you doing this? Are you doing that? Who are you with? Don't be with that person. Don't be with that. We disagree with this one. And before it'd be like, Argh! now it's like, oh my God, it's all love. It's mm. all love. Mm. So to be trigger proof, you have to see love in what you once perceived to be an attack 
Mm-hmm. You got to be able to turn it around and look and see the innocence of the person who's talking to you. Victims mm-hmm. are all have one thing in common. They have minimized themselves and they've subordinated to somebody else, whether it's a boss, whether it's a lover, mm-hmm. whether it's the government. They've subordinated themselves. They don't realize that their complaint automatically by default subordinates them, which gives them no say in their say life. Say in their complaint. Their complaint and the complaint nature that, of their... Oh, com- that person... That person automatically subordinates them. Now you've given that person power. So many times I've been in situations where people have done that with me. Oh, you're, I'm like, I don't want that power. I just, I'm a guy who can sometimes get upset over things. And this happened to me. Like I got this when I became like a boss and I would have a bad day or I would get triggered and everybody would react. Now I know I have to take responsibility for my reactions, mm-hmm. 100%. But then I realized that I'm not safe to have a reaction around certain people because they can't handle it. They take it personally. So mm-hmm. I deliberately hang out with people who feel that they're on my level. How do I know they're on my level? Because I can have a reaction and they don't make it about them. They still see the innocence of me in my reaction. Right. Surround yourself with people you want to be like. Surround yourself with people you want to be like and with people who let you be you. Right. You're not letting your dad be him. Right. And as I surround myself with people who let me be me yeah. and who get me, I find it a little bit easier to navigate family relationship. It's true. So it's like having your it chosen is important. family and then your biological it is imp- family. Yeah, it is important to have masterminds and alliances mm-hmm. with people like that so yeah. that you can As you have said this before conversation. the interview started, community is everything. That's so true. Like, so true. You're the leader of a community. Mm-hmm. And it wouldn't have happened if dad didn't have the views that he did. Mm-hmm. Because there's a huge population of people that don't feel represented exactly as you did. So this is, what we don't get is those, those experiences are the either victimhood things that I can complain about or a gratitude um, view that, thank God, because now I lead communities of other people who felt exactly the way that I felt. Thank you, Dad. Right. I totally see things from here. Because he needs a community too. He needs a community of, you know, waspy parents with flamboyantly gay kids who just can't get that they don't share the same views. That would be his little mastermind that he would join. <laughs> if he gets support from them, go, God, that will drives me fucking crazy. I just can't say anything around him without him reacting. <laughs> it's overview. It's getting out of your narrow-minded point of view. Even though we claim to be spiritual, even though we claim to be... Oh, uh, you know about personal development yet for some reason our parents this is what I was realizing yet for some reason my parents perspective was never honored in me sharing with all of my tribe all these people whose perspectives I get I, I don't offer my parents that same consideration right. to be so, trigger proof yeah. is to go, go towards that and to go change towards that. being compassionate towards our parents right yeah See their innocence in their homophobia. In their doesn't mean you have to adopt it. Mm. Doesn't mean you have to say, "Oh, this is amazing." But they're your parents, right? So it's like, okay, I don't agree with that. I don't agree with my my father's perspective and his views on, 
you know, my parents' views on the same thing, right? But I get them. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean I don't love them. Mm-hmm. I get him. Grew up where he grew up. Right. So it's okay to kind of focus on, um, as, as a bridge to doing that, it's all more than okay to focus on the commonalities and not need to bring up the triggers. Just be aware that they're there and you're going to have both. Mm-hmm. Right? We live in a society where I don't want to hang out with this person. They trigger me. Right. I don't, yeah, uh, I don't uh, want to I, isolate. I, want to become... I, I go hang out with people who trigger me. And on purpose. They, and when they trigger you, what's like a good technique to do? Where do say? I do the same thing? You own whatever you, whatever you try. It's a Carl Jung thing. You own this part of overview is why I learned this from John Martini. Whatever you perceive in another person that triggers you, turn around and own it yourself. Oh, Will is so lazy. Oh my God, he's so lazy and messy. Okay, where do I have that? Oh shit, I'm the same way when it comes to my finances. I'm totally like that in my bedroom. Oh, okay. Own it. I'm, I'm not saying that that's what you are. I'm just, throwing, right? I'm just, dude, whatever, dude. I don't even care. Um, yeah, so what you do is you notice them coming up. Observe them, see your innocence in it first. Oh, there I go getting triggered. Little Will. Little Will feels abandoned. I'm going to mm. give it to him. Mm. I'm going to give him what I think I need from Dad. Mm-hmm. And you do that by in the moment imagining that little Will's like, and you're cradling him. Looking breathe. at him, what is he, okay, so here's, here's what you do. In that moment when your dad rolled his eyes and the family was gone, what did little Will need to hear in that moment? Like, that's really great that you have the gumption to do the research and have these understandings. Now what does the little, little Will really need to hear? that he's like loved and safe and that it's okay for him to be who he is and believe what he believes. There you go. That's what you do when you're cradling him. That's what, so everyone's got to, I always ask my clients, what did he need to hear? What did little Will, what did little, what did little Julie need to hear in that moment? Mm. You know, I'll ask them and then they'll usually say it with tears. I'm like, bingo. Right. That's your message to your little. That's awesome. What time is it? To your w- wounded little, and you just kind of silently say that. Cute. Neem is showing a picture of his his childhood self on his phone. Yeah, so that's just my remembrance. Is just boom. If I mm-hmm. do that, if I take care of that relationship, mm-hmm. everything else take, falls into place. Awesome. I think that's a good place to leave off. Beautiful. Thank you, Dr. Nima. I had a great time. Fantastic. Great conversation. Where can people find you online? DrNima.com, D-R-N-I-M-A.com. Awesome. And on Facebook, Instagram, at DrNima. Perfect. Add me. Say hi. Tell me if you listen to this right now. Just reach out and DM me or something or message me. Let me know what you got out of that, what was meaningful to you. That would be very meaningful to me, too. See if this has had an impact on anyone. Awesome. Thank you for your time. That was fantastic. Beauty. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Urban Yogi Podcast, episode 32. You can hear the next episode next Tuesday. Every Tuesday, we have a new episode that drops. And we've even got a few extra ones coming out on Friday and next Friday because it's Christmas and I thought I would give you some more great interviews. I'm stoked to have Dr. Christiane Northrup on the interview next week. My website is willblunderfield.ca and you can get my music at itunes.com slash willblunderfield. 
If you have Spotify or Apple Play, you can get it on there, as well as Deezer and anywhere music is streamed or sold. I would love for you to go to iTunes and type in Urban Yogi Podcast and subscribe. And then you can get all the new episodes downloaded right away onto your phone or your device. And I would love for you to leave a review while you're at it uh, about the podcast. It really helps me when I get reviews. Uh, Positive reviews are great. And then the more reviews and stars that we get as a podcast, the higher up the ranking and the ratings go. And that makes it, uh, increases the chances for people who could benefit from this information to hear it. Uh, Have a beautiful, beautiful week. And I will see you next week on the Urban Yogi Podcast. And there may just be an extra episode this Friday. So stay tuned. Namaste.